Hello, friends and listeners, party people. Welcome back to another episode of Party XP. I'm your host, Lacan, and joining me once again is my friend Buffa. Say hi, Andrew Buffa. Hi, thanks for uh, another party invite. I'm glad to be back. I guess I didn't mess up uh, too much the first time, so, you know, let's start rocking, I guess, right? Yeah, the first, the first, first episode was a good time. I'm hoping everybody else liked that episode when it came out, so hopefully that was a fun episode for, for everybody else to listen to. But yeah, I had, a, I had a good time having a conversation with you. Again, you're my friend. Like, obviously, right. it helps. Um, I wouldn't invite people here who aren't my friends or at least people right. who I want to talk to in the first place, right? Um, Jeff, too. He, if he wouldn't bring anybody else, he doesn't want to talk to. But I'm yeah. secretly trying to replace him. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm auditioning for a new co-host here. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a fun conversation. And, you know, we were like, we absolutely have to have you on more. And we're probably, again, we're probably going to have another, you know, same format of like Jeff, uh, Fernandez, and uh, John, where we're probably going to have a, a more conversational, free-flowing episode down the line. Maybe two. I don't know. Depends on how far along we get into and doing these whole recording sessions, basically. Or maybe he'll have everyone at once. Yeah, just Ooh. we'll just have a chaos episode. <laughs> just like bring everybody in here. Uh, actually, I think we I think I brought up with John before. Uh, do you remember that previous podcast we tried doing forever ago? The Destiny one. Yeah, were you, were you in that group or not? I was not playing Destiny at the time. Okay, yeah, that Thankfully. was. You're, yeah, you're you're better off honestly. Um, uh, that was a weird thing because like we had no idea what we were doing because we had like one microphone. We just had us in a room. It is and hard just to, too much chaos to coordinate. You know, like four or five, six people. Yeah, I think like four, and is especially the max. when. That was kind of your first uh, foray into, you know, conversational, yeah. long, long, long form content type of thing. Yeah, it was kind of rough. So you all seemed kind of nervous and you you didn't want to step on each other, which is a good thing. But, yeah, it's, like we, we were aware of it, I think. Like, like we want to make sure that there's space for everybody to talk to talk about stuff. But I just didn't, didn't think we were like ready to understand how much that actually goes, how far that actually goes in terms of like making content in terms of a, a, in a way that people actually want to listen to. Because, again, it very quickly devolved into chaos right. with all six of us and uh, no no go ahead go ahead because especially like you each guy then is trying to find their own niche too so oh this is what i'm gonna be the expert at you know this is what i'm gonna talk about you know i gotta be the the, the front man you know talk yeah talking about everything i don't remember who actually hosted those episodes even to this point we only had two and they, they're just lost to the internet at this point i'm sure people can find them uh they're not great uh but don't but, worry they're coming back <laughs> yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna release re-release them on here um, but yeah, so like, you know, there's just, we talked about like that whole chaos of trying to have everybody on here. Like, no, we'll probably reduce most of the episodes to like, again, two men, maybe three, maybe four. I think four is max. You know what I mean? If I want, if I want to have like a proper, just like, I'll shoot the shit kind of episode. You know what I mean? I think, I think it depends on the discussion and how many different opinions you could get on a certain topic. Yeah. If it's something that's a little more relaxed, it'd be kind of fun to just have a shoot the shit. You know what I mean? It'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But then like, but everything else if we're just having like the typical episodes where we're talking about something specific. Um, at the very most three, cause like you, so, like, um, I thought about like, I have, I have a friend who's really, really into a specific game type and I'm like, he, me and Jeff, we were kind of like interested in it. I would have him come in and pitch it to both of us. You know what I mean? Just be like, here, okay. Like he, here's why you guys should, should try this thing. Cause you guys are interested in it, but don't know where to start kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, sure. Maybe. But like, was, it's, it's still kind of hard to coordinate even with three people to begin with. Like even recording with Jeff, like it's like, you know, he doesn't live in town anymore. You know, we gotta, we gotta. Tra- he has to travel here to to get to the, into the studio, basically. And it's just like, yeah, kind of, kind of rough to try to figure this out when we have like lives. You yeah. know what I mean? To deal with, basically. That's so, why I'm taking this job. Yeah, that's exactly why Buffa's here to replace Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode, uh, this is uh, Buffa's episode. He's pitching me something. So uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to be the pitcher this time. Yeah, I'm. I'm here ready to catch all of you. Yeah. What? Huh? huh? What? Okay. Well. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know about this. Okay, so 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 uh, <laughs> update. Uh, Buff is no longer wanting to join yeah, the podcast. I'm, I'm leaving, and I need to find a new replacement for Jeff again. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Let me let me see what right. you got here. Well, have you ever heard of a game called Super Mario Brothers? Yes, I have. Well, that's what of course we're playing. I have. What? What? Really? <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. I was like, sure. I'm, gonna, I'm learning how to speed run Super Mario Brothers this episode. <laughs> okay, so I guess let me set the stage. Uh, I'm going to bring you back to the early aughts. Okay. Uh, the gaming landscape is about to change because Microsoft is about to enter the console wars. Yes. With Nintendo and Sony when they're going to release the Xbox. Uh, 2001, I believe. Yes, I want to say 2001 was when the Xbox came out. So, one of my favorite games from the early launch window of the Xbox was Jet Set Radio Future. Um, back when the Dreamcast came out, I was kind of one of the only people who I knew that had a Dreamcast. So. In, your fr- in your friend group at the yeah, time. Yeah, in my friend group at the time. Because we we, like, I think like Zach was like the one guy we knew who had a Dreamcast here, anyway. Right, right. And so, I was a big fan of like a lot of those games. I thought the Dreamcast, A, was ahead of its time. You know, it had online capabilities, like internet browser. So... It was kind of, you know, back in 2000, like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, it was like, it was definitely like revolutionary, but like, no one was ready for it. Like, no one was able to really take advantage of it and kind of knew what they wanted to do with the thing. Yeah, and, you know, it was a huge loss for Sega making the Dreamcast and stuff like that. So that's why they eventually bowed out of the console wars. But, you know, I thought the Dreamcast had a ton of great games, you know, just to list a few Sonic Adventures, both of them, Power Stone. Uh, jet, jet Grind Radio at the time, but, you know, I wanted to get Lacan to play Jet Set Radio Future because it does happen to be one of my favorite games, and then, you know, from the Dreamcast era, and then it was released on the Xbox. But for those of you who don't know anything about Jet Set Radio Future, in the early aughts, late 90s, like, I feel like America was very into, uh, you know, anti-establishment, you know, a lot of cross-culture stuff like that. We were super into the X Games and stuff like that. So it pulled a lot of inspiration from its time period. Yeah, like Tony Hawk was kind of like starting to pop yeah, off Tony around Hawk that time. Yeah, Tony Hawk was like, you know, huge. Like, well, as a, pe- as a person and the video games, of course. Were right, like, kind of, like were the like big X Games uh, were like being hosted on ESPN, stuff like that. So in Jet Set Radio Future and its pre uh, predecessor, Jet Grind Radio, you're this gang of um, this gang of people. And it's uh, you're on in, you're doing inline skating, so you're taggers in this one, right? Yeah, same, you're same taggers. Same, same as like gra- yeah, grind. graffiti. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. That. I remember because I, I remember that one because like, I, I played Jet Grind Radio. Uh, that's the first one, right? Right. So I played that one. Yeah. So the, the, so this Jet Set, I actually played this one. Um, it's one of those things where like it kind of fell through the cracks for me, where like I played this one like on like. I don't know, like maybe like a friend's console because I didn't have a Dreamcast, so I'd never really experienced more than just the first one, basically. Yeah, and then like Xboxes and Xbox, I came in late. I right, was, I was a PS2, I was a, like a PS1, PS2 guy. So, yeah, like, I, I kind of the console wars. Yeah, so I, I missed out on like a lot of early. You said this was early in the Xbox Live. Basically. Yeah, so um, this came out in 2002, uh, yeah, February. I'd probably even have it. And then uh, Xbox came out in November of 2001, I believe. So very uh, early in the launch window, four months there. Gotcha. Okay. And Xbox was super expensive from what I remember back back then, too. Right? Uh, especially because uh, we're also, in 2002, what are we, like, in middle school? 
So we're, we're not gonna, really yeah, like, we're getting 12, money of our own. 12 yeah. or 13 at most, maybe. Yeah, we didn't really have any money. We had to bother our parents or work, you know, a whole summer just to make one one purchase, basically. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I do remember it being, like, pricier than, like, a PS1, PS2, you know, like, around that era, right? And but people P- were also, P- like... PS1, right? Uh, yeah, PS1 going into... Yeah, well, P- no, PS2... Oh, it was, was already out, I yeah, think, yeah, in yeah. what, 2000? 2000. Because GameCube and uh, Xbox released at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, PS2 was like, and you know, that was like, we, re- we already had the establishment of like PlayStation already kind of in the household at that point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. And it was just the unknown, like Microsoft jumping into the consoles, like, you know, Xbox was also very bulky, you know, didn't have too many good reviews, I believe, in the beginning. Early on, yeah, I do remember, like, that. it was a slow start, basically, for them, I remember. Right. That. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So what what else? What else go about this game? Because again, I I know about Jet Grind Raider. I don't remember a whole lot ever. Because well, this so series like it. you know sticks out to me because just the art style one in general, like the the cell shading. Yeah, I remember that was like dope. I feel like super sticks out and it still looks very good today. Yeah, it's an aesthetic thing, not not a, right. not, not a graphical thing. Yeah, and I remember one thing that stuck to me with Jet Grind Radio was the music. Right, and you know they bring that back. You know, pretty this, much like ramp, ramped up even right more, so. because there's so many different um, styles of music. There's funk, there's hip hop, there's like electric, electronic dance, there's yeah, rock music. Swing kind of, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that stuff. And like the music kind of makes the game because each different level has you know a couple different songs to play throughout, and they're all like you know they get you hyped up. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm down again. Like I, this is kind of one of those games. That, like I I know like again like you you enjoy this series. I know Zach Zach just won't shut up about it every time we talk about this game and or uh, the new one coming out, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, which is coming out this right. year, right? Uh, this uh, well, if it really rele- depending on when this uh video or this podcast goes up, it releases August, so a couple weeks. From so now. It, might be, it might be out by this point, actually. Uh, yeah, so that's the case. Which is also kind of why I want to introduce you know like to throw this one out there because I am excited about the. Mm-hmm. You know the spiritual successor. It's yeah, made by the same yeah. people. Bomb Rush Cyber Cyberpunk or Cyberfunk. Cyberfunk. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, because I I've, I've played also another game called Hover, which is kind of like again like, kind of like a. I think they tried to be a spiritual successor to this game, but it's like free runners instead of uh, like rollers inline skaters kind of thing. Yeah, and it was like it was fine, but like it would, it it didn't hit the same. So like you know I'm waiting for Cyberfunk as well to come out basically. So, uh, yeah, I mean I'm down. I'm excited. Um. I, I can I can I have to find my Xbox. Um, right. I think I know where it is, but I'll bust it out. I'll play it in the OG console, and I'll I'll just spend my time with it, and, and we'll I'll, I'll let you know exactly how I feel about it in like a week or two. I uh, also didn't want to bombard Lacan with like the four or five JRPGs, RPGs. that <laughs> I had lined me. up, and I was like, oh, this is kind of a quicker playthrough. Lo- so yeah, you're gonna lock me down for two months just playing <laughs> right. just playing an eighty hour RPG. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, I got this 80-hour RPG, this 100-hour RPG. And it's like, <laughs> It's like, cool. I guess what? This episode's not coming out until, like, December, my guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listeners, uh, there's going to be a short break here. Uh, and by the, it'll, for on our end, it'll be maybe a week or two. And by that point, I will have gotten my hands and gotten through uh, Jet Grind Radio. Jet Set, uh, Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. Future. 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 Uh, and I'll, Future. Future. <laughs> I'll have gotten, my, I gotten through the game, and uh, we'll discuss about how I feel about the game. See you in a bit. From the Tokyo Toe Underground, this is DJ Professor AJ on the pirate radio broadcast of Jet Set Radio. (laughs) Okay, it's been a week and a half, and Lacan uh, has gotten a chance to play through the game a little bit. Or a lot of it. I don't even know. He might not have even played it all, for all I know. (laughs) It's hooked up. You look look behind you, it's hooked up. (laughs) 
I can't see it. Wow. <laughs> it's calling me a fraud <laughs> on my own show. <laughs> but all kidding aside, so uh, what did you think? So I, I didn't remember as much as I thought I did initially. Because, again, like I, I mentioned I think the first half where um, I played the played the original on the Dreamcast a little bit. Very, very little bit on like friends' consoles, you know, because I never owned a Dreamcast. Right. Uh, so when I jumped into this game, I was like, the music hit. And I was like, oh, yep, this is nostalgic. I remember getting impacted by the, how good the music was in this game. I do and feel I, like that opening title screen was at a lot of, like, Kmart's or, you know, because... It was one of the first games released for the Xbox in that launch window, so I yeah. felt like it was on the displays. So it's like you did see a lot of that opening title screen and the music. Yeah, at, yeah. You know, different stores and stuff too. So I, I got into the game and I completely forgot. Like, like I don't remember any of the controls, um, and also I forgot that Bobot Boboy Bo- <laughs> had the tutorials. Right. <laughs> so I was like, ah. So I played the first like two hours of this game like with no tutorial, I like not exa- exactly understanding how tricks worked. Yeah. Um. And I was like, huh. I feel like I, f- I feel like I've missed something because I was just playing the game, and also like every time I go back to the garage, Bo uh, Bobot is like, "Hey, what's up, dude? I got something yeah, to talk to you he's about." He's just dancing there, and you're just like, but, oh, but, screw like you. there's a thing on the screen that says like, "Hey, I got something to talk to you about." I right. come over here, and I'm like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> so, so I would, like just play the game, and I was like, uh, I have to go to him to save anyways. So I was perfectly fine, so I would go back to him and I'd save, and I'd see like tutorials or like. Uh, Something, something from the specific word, something, something for like the game mechanics or whatever, right? right. And I was like, okay, and I just see, oh, here's the tutorials. Okay, cool. So I missed this for the first two hours. I've been, to be fair, the game is pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, and like, I mean that is what's around. cool about the game that you can just jump right into it. But you know, the tutorials teach you like power sliding and like you yeah, know, like, turning around, like and finer like control stuff, yeah, which is which is you know a little more useful, especially like in the later part of the game when you kind of have to worry about how close and how you trail things or like right. Minor, minor control of things. Um, but, yeah, like, I just jumped straight into the game, which was, again, fine, because the, the game is so damn fun that I kind of just, didn't, you know, kind of went around and just explored shit, and, you know, it really just enjoyed the world of the, and the aesthetic of the world, basically. Um, I, I did get thrown off a little bit by how much I wanted to play this, like, Tony Hawk games. Yeah, and it is uh, very akin to it, because, you know... you. You can just skate around the world just doing, like, tricks and grinding and, you know, doing inline skate maneuvers, but, you know, yeah. like, like Tony Hawk. Yeah, like, so So the the thing is, I, I noticed when um, I was, like, I, like the, the thing that I was thinking about when I was playing this was that Tony Hawk games, well, at least the first three, I believe, were kind of just, like, score and kind of do a couple objectives, right? For the for, for the most part, right? That's basically all it was. Yeah, it was all just doing tricks. It was timed, like, too, on top of it. Right. I think two minutes for every Tony Hawk level or yeah. whatnot. So it, this was closer to, like, Tony Hawk's Underground slash 4, which, again, this preceded both both of those games, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, where it's, like, more of a free skate, and you have, like, objectives along the way, and as, as long as you get a certain amount of them done, you can kind of move forward kind of thing, right? Right. And there's people to talk to in the open space, and, you know, that, that triggers certain events or your objectives, right? Um, and that was the difference from the first one, because the first one was more just, oh, level, here's a time frame. It was, was it? designed more like Tony Hawk. This okay. is more, like you said, like underground, where, oh, the maps are interconnected a little bit, and, um, and you have... Uh, like you talk to characters and you can unlock them to play as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like th- th- that's the thing. I think that's like where I had to not like disconnect a little bit, but I had to like refigure how I thought, recon- like reconfigure how I thought about the how to how to play the game. 
Um, but, you know, again, like, because I'm used to that, like, Tony Hawk's Underground style, Tony Hawk 4, you know, that, and then the style going forward, basically, from the Tony Hawk games. So it's like, I, I, rec- I can recall that, which is kind of like a checkpoint, or like a cutoff, man. Right. For me to to change my mindset again a little bit further to how to play this game, basically, right? Um well, like you know, I, I I really like the fact that like the game this like th- this game was uh kind of flow based, right? Even like, even in, when you're choosing your character, like at the uh, garage, like you know, it shows you like a little video of all of them skating together. Yeah. And kind of doing you know running like a line, you know what I mean? Like 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 doing a, doing hitting like a like a skate line basically, and like uh you you start, see like uh the moves are a little bit different for every character, right? The way they stance is a little bit different for every character and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's cool. It gives them a little bit of... It actually gives them a lot of, like, you know, like, flavors, flavors of character. Just right. Everybody seems so samey. Yeah, I like the the mix of characters they had. They seemed like they were in three archetypes of, like, a small, a medium, and, like, a heavy character, kind of. Yeah, kind of what it felt like. like a, um, but I liked all the character designs. They were all pretty unique. Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all dope looking. Yeah, and, I, and, like, the different gangs are, like, you know, vastly different. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, like, when you get to, like, that... Uh, middle part of the game where you start understanding. Oh, I can go back and unlock unlock characters that I missed before. You know, what right? I mean? Yeah, because if you go to previous areas now, there might be a There's new a character kind of there. hanging out there, right. waiting for a game of uh, like a tiger's tag or just like a race kind of yeah. thing, right? Or just like um, some, or just like follow them to the three different locations. And then they're like, oh, I'll join your gang. He's like, okay, sure, there you go. Uh, exactly how gangs work. Yeah. Right. There's no. There's no. There's no jump ins anymore. Right. They just go around skating. <laughs> <laughs> um. In but, futuristic uh, Tokyo, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Uh, where there's no violence and there's only corporate or, uh, you know, like fascistic overlords attempting over the place, basically. Cops are still terrible, though. Yeah, it seems like in every storyline, no matter what, cops are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Is it art imitating life or life imitating art? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> I, I, <don't> know. <laughs> um, I mean, so you actually you, you mentioned actually the first half of the episode where. Um, yeah, like the the game has a very much so like a uh, anti uh, government, you know, kind of stance. I mean, it's more it's more like a re- like a rebellion thing, not exactly not exactly like anti you know anti government stance or whatever. Right. It's, it's, again, like you know, it's, it's like a, when you think about like that skater um, counterculture. That's yeah. that's, that's what I was looking for. The term I was looking for. Like it's like, it's like a counterculture, like and you know the um, how they want to be more you know free and treated you know treated more fairly and they think that there's an overreach and all this other stuff and, and obviously like it's a video game it's not exactly like super heavy-handed or whatever but and obviously it's, it's car it's like it's cartoon it's cartoon you know what i mean like it's very like um characterized you know what i mean right. how, how intense it is like the cop just starts pulling out a gun to shoot a bunch of skaters yeah, like, that's like a little shooting extreme. all these kids and like in crowded areas and just they're, yeah they're, they're bringing in tanks <laughs> like and obviously obviously again it's a, it's a caricature of it of how how uh, insane it can it's it can seem but it's like um but you know you very much so get that energy throughout the you know a whole lot of the game um it gets a little weird in the towards the end where it's like starts becoming like it starts getting very like for lack of a better term, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> like anime-ish. It really, yeah, it really does. Um, uh, which is, I mean, to be expected, it's a very stylized game, right? A little bit. So I, I kind of expected it to be get, get a little a little weird and a little bit funky. Right. Um, like funky? Yeah, or? both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like design-wise, you know, the, the, the enemies just get higher. It kind of es- escalate, essentially, how, how absurd they can be. Yeah. 
Um, and then also like the uh, like aesthetically, the game also changes. Like so, because so the first part, so the majority of the game is kind of done this like typical cell shaded, you know, kind of like you know futuristic city, you know futuristic Tokyo plus a weird desert city area shanty town kind of thing. We'll just like that's the f- and then like you surf, you skate around in like underground like sewer system, right? And then like uh. Like the last level is just like an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. Slowly, they were taking more and more drugs as they were developing. This yeah, game. like you know, they, they moved away from the typical you know city aesthetic to more and more stuff to kind of really. I mean, obviously, this also gets boring if you're just looking at a city the whole time. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, yeah, they designed it, the different areas kind of you know kind of differently, but it still feels a little samey over uh, over a while if you were just playing in a city the whole time. You know what I mean? Like if you think if you look at like a Spider-Man game, uh, it, like you know, especially if like. Um, especially like back then, <laughs> like yeah. everything was just generic city. You know what I mean? It's like you couldn't really tell. You couldn't really tell what part of New York was supposed to be in at that, at that point. So it just felt like city, 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 city. And I do feel like they designed uh, Tokyo very well, though. Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely gave me like not like like remnants of like oh I've seen I've seen a city like a part of like Akihabara that looks like this you know right. I mean? or I've seen a part of like Ikebukuro like this mm-hmm. uh, well not not in person I I, I haven't been to Japan yeah, yet pictures. but like pictures you know like stylistically it's like okay yeah this has a very different style to it this seems more like that kind of nightlife area this seems more like you know almost like a, like a Chinatown within Japan you know what I mean like uh uh the one part is like a, a major metropolitan like Shibuya looking area you know what I mean so it's just like okay cool so this is like you know they have ways to distinguish the areas a little bit so they don't look as samey but then again they have the nice little break of going to like uh Pharaoh City which felt like almost kind of like a New York Las Vegas type of deal right right and then uh what's the other one I forgot what the other area was called um where, uh, but you well, know, the one you're riding, like the dragon, that I guess is supposed to be like a Chinatown. Yeah, that's like the Chinatown area, yeah. right? So I, I get, there's something there that at least makes it feel a little bit different. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, they, they've done a very, they did a very good job, and I, I think like, aesthetically, this game holds up very, very well because it is it's so like stylized, right? Like, and I feel like that's you know the design element back, you know, on Xbox. If we look at a game that's you know, supposed to be realistic looking, we'd look at it now and be like, oh, this is crap. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Especially back then. Right. Um, like, games like this and Wind Waker have held up really nicely because, oh, it is, like, a cartoonish style. And yeah, yeah. That's not going to age poorly, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, during this generation, this would have been, what, again, Xbox? Yeah, OG, PS2, Xbox. and GameCube? GameCube. Okay. So, yeah, especially around then, they were, like, there was definitely the, the graphical jump, right? We, we saw it from... Uh, the previous PS One, Dreamcast, and N sixty four generation, essentially, mm-hmm. right? We saw, we saw we saw very much like a clear jump uh, in terms of like graphical fidelity, um, and then the next generation, the three sixty PS three, eh, a little bit of the Wii, Wii's done it technically as well too. Where we started getting to, to more of that realism, where we started like, okay, like it's still, it's weird because it's it's in my opinion some some games are like not in the uncanny valley, but like. We accept it because we know it's an older game, but it still doesn't look as weird as we think it is. But it looks pretty decent, surprisingly. You know what I mean? Like we look. If I look at Metal Gear Solid, like uh, four, still 
looks pretty decent. Like in terms of that, like that realis- realism aesthetic, right? Yeah. But again, like yeah, you're, you're right. Like um. But if we look at like Metal Gear One, I'd be like, oh, it's wait. just a block. We don't, have to, right. we, we don't have to worry about it because we're like, oh, it's just like there's not enough detail there to throw us off, right? Okay. In this game, uh, there's they're pretty blocky, but you can still see like they have details very very clearly defined on the faces. Yeah, the character designs are pretty good. Yeah. Um. In the, the enemy designs are like it's it's funny because they make them purposely generic. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like just random cop in black suit or cop in gray suit, right. <laughs> basically. Except for uh, what's the, the guy's name? Hayama or well, the, the the main the main yeah the main uh, the main cop guy who just yeah, again just immediately pulls out the gun <laughs> just starts <laughs> just shooting people. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean again like I, I said, like, the game like was very easy. To, Easy aesthetically to look at. It didn't really bother me all that much. Uh, there was another thing that did bother me though, which was uh, I'm not sure if it's because I was playing on a on a, a flat screen like a like a modern TV, right? Uh, hooked up with the um, the AV cables, right? The the typical red, uh, white, and yellow. Um, oh, I guess I, sh- I should have tried it with the CRT. I have a CRT downstairs, but I I felt like I was getting motion sickness during this game. No, the like. I felt that way back when I played it when I was a kid. That, okay. Like, after long playthroughs that I was like, oh, I do have to stop a little. Like a slight I feel headache a or whatever. Yeah, because a lot of the time, like, the camera's moving with you. and you're yeah, yeah. On, like, the verticality levels as you're grinding, like, up, it's, like, spinning around. So okay. it does, like, you know, so not, mess with you a little bit. Okay, so I thought I, was, I, thought I was just getting just getting old or I wasn't, like, or I was like... I'm well, just, no, we are getting old. We are, but, like, or if it was just because the game felt like it wasn't as... Um, Felt like it was like yeah. It felt like it was like whipping. The camera's whipping around to follow the character a lot, and uh, the, again, kind of continues the, the comparisons I have to like Tony Hawk games here, um, where like I think Tony Hawk like because that one like the way the camera worked in that one where it almost no matter what trailed the character right, it didn't feel like as it gave me as much motion sickness. I could play that game for like hours and not feel bad. Even nowadays, you know what I mean? I I plopped in like I popped in like a Tony Hawk's Underground. Or even like the the remakes, right? Of, right. Uh, uh, of one and one two, and make sure that technically that's been reworked a little bit, right? Um, but even like underground, I have three still. I think yeah, I still have three. I can pop those in and be like, eh, this is fine. I don't really get that motion sickness feeling. This one, like I remember, I'd play for like an hour or two, and I'd have to like kind of work. Through, I have to like power through that first hour or two. Because I would get a slight headache, and you know, like it feels like a little bit. Of I feel like on certain levels, the camera like felt wonky. Right, like it'll be, you'll jump to a like, for lack of uh, like a different panel, kind of. You'll jump on a, a grind rail, and then the camera will like shift downward and look at you going up, so yeah. that you get the feeling of like so it shows. And then, you, and oh, look come, how high you're going, then, up. and then come above you. Yeah, and then it goes immediately then afterwards. It switches back to behind you, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, like. Uh, uh, in the sewer specifically is a good example. Um, so like you know, you know how there's a half pipe you have to jump over the sewer grates like, yeah. or the, the 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 bars and the fences essentially. It's like that one. That one the camera would whip to like a side view as you're coming or a side view or a three quarter slash behind you view, right? A, a full right. rear view, and then you jump up the ramp, and then if it if you did if you jumped forward it'll just kind of like let you go off and the camera will kind of stay where it is but if you jump if you jump up the ramp to gain air and come back down the same you know same area or to to like transfer over that uh that like gate basically the camera would whip up and then come back down again afterwards and it's just, it, I felt it, like that's why the sewer levels were annoying because it was hard sometimes to judge oh am i going to like fly through the the little opening or am I just it's going to take me on the half pipe yeah. or am I going to like miss the jump weirdly? Yeah, it was, it was 
like like those areas where you had to navigate specifically through like vert areas essentially is what I'm gonna call it right you know like yeah. ramps like actual ramps those really threw me off and also the um anytime you had to do like a lot of grinds and wall rides in a row like usually you usually because you were doing them in a circle yeah same thing the camera instead of the camera would be kind of like instead of it being kind of smooth even though you know you're moving in a circle it would like it would be following you, whip to a new angle, follow you from that angle, whip to a new angle, follow you at that angle. It basically followed you at every angle you were going instead of the kind of like rotating a little smoother. So it, again, it felt kind of whippy when I was when I was looking at it. And again, it just it led, it led to a couple moments of like in the middle of a gaming session, I'd be like three, four hours in. And I'm just like, I need to like rest my eyes for a minute and just like because I'm getting a bit of a headache or like. I wonder if that was just a way for them to transition to a new area without having to like do a full load loading thing it might be i wouldn't doubt it there's there's, there's got to be those tricks have been around for a while right i'm assuming so right. so like there's a way for them to like because there, there are certain other ones where like you'd be like you'd skate up like a spiral staircase and it would just like move the camera back you know yeah. what i mean and just watch you going up so it doesn't have to, probably doesn't have to render the, like the whole map around you behind you at all it would just look at the one side mm-hmm. um but yeah you know like that, that was that's one of like my bigger complaints is that like I couldn't play this game for like a long amount of time because again it would hurt my eyes, like it hurt my eyes and hurt my head. Like I, I like I would start feeling genuinely like, ugh, like I need to like not like lie down, but just like not look at this game for a minute. Which is funny because I would pause the game, and kind of listen to the music go on for a while because again the music's so good that I was like end up kind of like listening to it for a while. Yeah, w- one whole summer I played this, and there'd be plenty of times where I would wake up in the morning, play it for like long time and then around like one two o'clock i'd be like i have to lay down <laughs> was this recently no this was back like when it originally came out because oh, even even when you were younger then you still felt like right i was just like oh like i need to lie down for a minute yeah um you and usually i don't i do pretty well with like mo- like motion like you know like you know, cameras in games right i don't really get motion sickness in like first person shooters and all that other stuff right. But I remember there's, I don't know, I th- there's, there must be, like, a specific thing for it. Because I remember, like, the one game I could think of in my mind that, like, I ha- specifically remember having, like, motion sickness for. Do you remember this, like, Rugrats game that was on the PS1? Where, like, Tommy could run on the, uh, run on the ceiling. It was, like, it was, like, a, it was, like, a mirror world, bizarro world type of level. No. So it was, like, one I think of... the only Rugrats game I played was on the N64 as for the second movie. Okay, believe. yeah, so the, the Rugrats in Paris. Yeah, Rugrats was, yeah. in Paris. So there, there, was a, there was a level on the PS1 where um, the world's all topsy-turvy, essentially. It, 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 like, again, I was in the mirror world. Like, I, I don't remember that episode of Rugrats. Um, but, like, basically, he's on the ceiling, but, but everything's right tied up. And then I, I want to say at one point it will flip Right, right side, right side up again. Yeah, because because the world was upside down, or sorry, you were you, the ceiling was the floor, and you, you looked at it like properly, like you know, as if Tommy's just standing, but he's just on the ceiling, and the world's just flipped upside down, but Tommy's on the ceiling, and then at a, a point in the level, it will flip, where now Tommy's on the ceiling, and you know the the ceiling's on the top again, but you'll still be walking around in the same manner, so it would throw me off. Yeah. And they, that threw my equilibrium super out of whack. I remember that as a kid. So, like, there were very specific things that would, like, throw me off. It had to be something that, like, 
um, like siege. Like when I'm playing siege, like uh, if I'm hanging upside down, I'm trying to navigate how to move how to move around a window, but I'm moving the wrong way because I'm upside down technically. You know yeah. what I mean? Stuff like that that throws me off. But like for other stuff, like, like you know, quick moving, whipping action, camera stuff, really doesn't bother me because even when I play video games, I'm kind of whippy when I like you know, I whip my mouse around. So this one, I'm surprised it actually bothered me like that much. Where like I, again, I had to stop playing for like an hour to like you know for an hour or two for like five ten minutes. Just like you know, which is fine, I guess. You know, I'm like okay, cool. I can go grab like a drink. You know, let the dog outside real quick. You know, give myself like you know ten fifteen minutes and then come back to the game and start playing again. Damn. So you heard it, Lacan let the dogs out. Yeah, I did. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like um. Do you have a favorite song? Uh, because the music hits you right when you turn the game does, on. Yeah. Like I love the title theme, concept of love. Uh, what's the what's the? Uh, I don't like it, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> the, not at all. Yeah, that one's that one, also the one with the chick yelling. I don't know what the name of that song was. Uh, which one? Like, sing it a little. Oh, man, I I'm not gonna nail this song. <laughs> no, it's like this is the thing. It's like, it was. It was weird because it was kind of like it was, it was still kind of like noisy. Like you know what I mean. I don't, I don't know how to explain this one. Let me let me let me, let me go and just find this one. Because the game does have a good mix of like oh poppy stuff or like you know um, like R and B. So I do like that the soundtrack is very diverse. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's it's a very it's a very wide soundtrack, and I do enjoy that a lot. Uh, oh, Fly Like a Butterfly is also a really good really good song. That That's, song's good. That one, I, I like Isle Ten. Basically, anything from by Hideki Nak, uh, Naga, Naganuma is like a jam because he also did music for like uh, a good other game that I really enjoy, uh, Lethal League, and Lethal okay. League Blaze. And like when you hear the song, you're like. That's him. I like. I. I. I like. I. I. I don't. I don't like. Even back then, I was like, because again, I barely played Jet Set, right? So I didn't even have an attachment to it. But I was. I was playing Lethal League, and I was like, I, that's him. I don't know who he who he is, but I know he's him. Like yeah. that. He's like he's really important for some reason. You know what I mean? I, I can kind of hear the 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 music from him. Let's see here. So look at butterfly. That's good. I think they need a new version of Humming the Bass Line, which they took from Jet Grimes. This one. Uh, that song's pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. if... if, if uh, yeah, copyright strikes so, all over the place. Yeah, so it? listeners, if there's nothing going on in the background right now, it's probably because I had to c- cut out the original piece of music that I was playing in the background on my phone, and the, mi- the microphone picked it up. But the song that uh, the buff that when Buff asked me if there's a song specifically that I really enjoyed was uh, so I, I mentioned anything by Hideki Naganuma, right? That's perfectly. He just, just he just kind of like, he's kind of like I don't know if he's the main musician, but it looks like it anyway because it looks like they have a lot of songs from him. But um, yeah, the song's called Birthday Cake. By uh, Cibo Mato. Yeah, I'm assuming Cibo, Cibo, C I B O Mato. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, but like, it's kind of like the the female vocals. She's kind of screamy in it, but like, it has has this like kind of like old school breakbeat under thing kind of underneath it, really steady, you know, kind of thing, right? And it's like I, I don't know what it is about it, but it seems so like angsty almost, right. but while still feeling like really cute and poppy because it's the chick just yelling the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I forget the name of the song, but one of the songs is, um, uh, talk, it's about the Mario Brothers. 
about the Mario Brothers? Uh, humming the ba- you said humming the baseline before that was an humming the baseline. Yeah, yeah they, I think that, they did a remake of that. For yeah, the, for this Ryan. one. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see it right here. Uh, the Lance Bros bounce, the Latch Bros bounce. I believe so. No. No. Okay, well, while Bubba's looking that up, I'm going to go through my notes a little bit more here um, uh, for about, like, about the game. And then again, Bubba can just tag, you know, tag back in if he finds the song or is something that he wants to uh, expand upon here that I'll, from my notes. Uh, oh, yeah, so the, so the game's story-based, right? Again, I mentioned before, like, kind of like how Tony Hawk 4 and Thug were, right? Tony, Tony Hawk's Underground, where you kind of you kind of just played in the area until you're done, Right, except for the fact that you tag everything. Um, you said the tagging was simplified, right, in comparison to the previous game. It's Super Brothers, but that was Jet Grind Radio. I confused my. Uh, okay, there you friends. go. So you're not the true gamer then. No, I guess not. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you said. But you, the tagging used to be um, like you would, you know, you would stand in front of the tag, and then you would do like quarter circles or full circles. Like motions with the with the thumbstick, yeah, with the thumbstick. Oh, this wild. one, you're just you know pressing right trigger, I believe it was. Yeah, you hold right trigger basically. Yeah. I saw a video because I had no idea what the hell you meant by it. like. I, so I was like, so you're, are you not moving when it's happening, kind of thing, or it's like? <laughs> so it kind of sucks because it's like you have to stop what you're doing. You're right? stopping, you know, you come to complete stop and you're you're doing the tag, but like if you're getting chased by the police in Jet Grind, like, oh, that now they're shooting you. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I, you're just open to hits. Yeah, so like I, saw, I saw a video of them like sh- uh, like online of just seeing like uh, certain characters have, cur- characters have different tag patterns too, right? From what right. Like. So I was like, oh, that's co- that's kind of a cool thing. Like, they're, they're, they're not a lot of games that kind of did that same concept at least in the exact same way. Like, I remember the Warriors game had something like that where you would, because, you know, they would tag in that game because they were a gang. Right. Um, but, like, you had to, like, trace something, essentially, right, for that game. And Wonderful 101, you drew shapes of the character. Of, right. Like, with the uh, right stick or on the touchpad. Yeah, on the Wii U that you used the, the style. Yeah, you know, on the gamepad to yeah, draw the, the shape pad. the shape that you wanted them to go into, basically. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a cool thing. But uh, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm assuming this because I, uh, it's a really cool mechanic, but yeah, again, it kind of sucks if you're getting chased or you're in the middle of, of a, like a fight, essentially, where you have to stop what you're doing to like, you know. Yeah, because I felt, you know, in the... Some of the levels, you know, like you said, there's the police sergeant, he's trying to shoot you. Yeah. It was the same thing in Grind, where it's like, oh, there's cops and stuff shooting at you, and it's like, oh, I, wait, I gotta stop and do the graffiti. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, again, as I said before, like, the game really emphasizes, like, flow, right? You, right. Even, even, again, the, char- the character bios, like, or the, the, the stat sheet, essentially. Like, you watch them, like, you know, doing, like, a skate line in the garage area, you know what I mean? So it's like, it kind of sucks if you have to stop what you're in the middle of what you're doing to start, you know, trying to hammering out shapes, you yeah. know, <laughs> on, on, a, on a control stick. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, the tagging part was cool. You know, it was like, okay, like they were easily, they were relatively easily located on the map. Right. Um, you Did you um, go, go into the, the creative tag? No, I didn't realize what the thing. Yeah. So you could like make your own, um, you know, I had no artistic ability, so I never. And you're, like, I'm assuming you're also like using the games in games assets, right? You, 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 right. So you couldn't import anything with, with like, Xbox had a memory card, but like I'm assuming you couldn't. Really no, you couldn't anything import anything at that time. But yeah, you could make like your own stuff. 
which okay. is like cool. That's so cool. like you could use like pre-rendered stuff and just put stuff together, or you could like actually you know kind of like try draw it out. Yeah, with draw it a out. Thumbstick if you're a madman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. I never saw that part. Uh, let me hold it's on. Still, it's still cool that they gave you the option, but yeah. Yeah. Obviously, if they did it now, it, there'd be like so many crazy things. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming so. Like I'm, you know. Think of all the tools that uh, all the all the things people made in like the Halo like emblem tools. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> it was right. like there you go. Um, yeah, let me, let me let me hold on to the game for a couple more days. And I'll I'll, I'll just I just want to see the rest of the features. I, I there was a certain point where I kind of was like once I finished the game and I did a little bit more of getting the what are they called the Beat Souls? Yeah. Um, I just kind of like just like okay, I'm good now. I've unlocked a certain amount of characters and I kind of and you know I think I think at this point at that point would have been like okay, I need now I need now I want to see how multiplayer worked. Yeah, I'm, well, assu- I'm assuming it's just like tag or tag or like a there's race. that there's like a race. There's one where you're like carrying a ball and you're trying to outrace the other team. Yeah, yeah, to I like remember laps. that one. Yeah, because uh, that, that was an in-game thing, which yeah. was funny because I just like just never passed it to my teammate. <laughs> right, <laughs> and um, just like skating. I was, like, I was, I wonder if you could throw the ball and like boost to the ball if that counted or not. But I think if thing you reset if the ball hit the ground, I think it right. was. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually like. I played that a lot with uh, Zach and his brother. And okay, so yeah, cause, yeah, because they're you know, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's more people in our group who weren't really like into this game or didn't really play this game and don't have this like kind of connection to it. But like, yeah, like uh, our friend Zach, his brother Demetrius, like, and you know, you of course, like. Like enjoyed this game a lot that you enjoyed playing multiplayer. Yeah, because they were big Sega marks. Yeah, they, those guys are Sega Sega guys. Like, that was yeah. that was they're they're the one the holdouts holdouts. This <laughs> game essentially like uh you know they were like it, this machine was great. At the, you know even even back then I was like yeah, I'm sure it was. I just didn't care about it back then because I again I was I I mean the Dreamcast was great. It was, the problem it had was it was just easily piratable. I do remember that being like so. The it's thing. just like oh, yeah. eventually nobody was just buying games and they're pirates. Which is so funny too because I remember everyone back in the day, today, and even back then, people acknowledged that the console was ahead of its time. Like it's like yeah, because it had an internet browser. It, yeah, you know, it had online play. It's it didn't have a DVD player, and that's why the PlayStation. Killed it essentially it. had a PS2 it, it, it essentially had a modernized controller already at that point too. It didn't have a second stick. No, it didn't. But like at least the, in terms of like layout, yeah, it was already pretty modern. Uh, I actually, I was kind of like the um, the VMU was a cool feature. Yeah, that was really cool. It was a really really cool feature. I remember like you know messing with it more as you, you know I was older at that point because yeah. we got our super it's late, like a Tamagotchi. You know, yeah, in some cases. I also actually kind of like the fact that the triggers were a little lower. The, the, you, your hand kind of kind of relaxed a little bit more and kind of like right. less, less super low. A lot, a lot of the games that came out in the Dreamcast felt very ahead of their time, which is kind of cool that they they got essentially like a like a one generation port over essentially, right? Because again, this was P, this would have been the PS one competition era, right? Technically, 19, Dreamcast unfortunately was like in between, so it came before the PS two, yeah, nine nine ninety nine, but a little that. after, you know, okay. like the PS one and sixty four. So there you go. So yeah, it's kind of sat in this weird kind of middle ground where like it's like it had to compete against like two essentially like one and a half two generations of consoles and like the next generation. Right, of like it was a clear upgrade like, from the PS one and sixty four, but yeah. then like PS two came out, had DVD player, the graphics are better, you know, yeah. like it still had the Sony name. So yeah, had a little bit, had a little bit, and then as we know, what the PlayStation died. Two was the most the most selling console of all time. I, I think still to this day, pretty I, sure. I think the Switch is closing in on it. Yeah, but. I think it needs like hundred, like I think another hundred million, which like it probably can do. 
Like I wouldn't right. doubt it. Like if there's another year or two of the Switch, right? Uh, this, yeah, this this is gonna be, this is gonna be a dated episode if we get if we get past that point, right? I'm glad that this game got like a port, like later down the line, so that I, you know, again, I, I can experience this because, like, you don't have a Dreamcast. It's, it's also kind of getting kind of hard to find this game. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, I'm sure I'm sure I can, you know, find a bootleg of it or whatever, but like, or a ROM and emulate it myself. But it's like, you know, you want to. I, I like to experience most things in the original hardware. That's like a big thing that for me, anyway. Well, this game it did get a re-release and it was the pack-in game with Sega GT, in like the Sega Collection thingy, whatever it was called. No, so it came like when the Xbox released and had the pack and combo disc. Oh, one of them okay, was yeah. Sega GT and Jet Set Radio. Then I think the next one was like Clone Wars and Tetris or something like. Or hmm. I, I forget the second okay. game, but because I have I have Jet Set Radio uh, on the computer. Yeah, but I think that's the original one, Jet Grind Radio. I, right. I think on the PC. I, I, have, to, I have to check later, but um. I and again, I know you mentioned that they were different beforehand, so that's why I played it specifically on the Xbox instead of like, you know. So, uh, you could play this game on the 360. You cannot play this game on the Xbox One. Hmm. So there's like there's not another port over of, the, of that game, basically. So I think they were trying. You know, Xbox wanted to do a port or to allow you to play this on the Xbox One. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, you know, there's no official reason for it, but a lot of people say it's probably because of the music. Ah, the okay. licensing yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that I, probably I like expired, that. so they couldn't, you know, port yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Actually, speaking of which, um, t- this is like kind of coincidental and honestly bad timing on my part. <laughs> but like, so uh, bomb, uh, bomb rush cyberpunk just came out, uh, right? August y- yesterday. Yes. Yeah. For it, we're dating this episode now, but um, and would have been cool to have this episode come out, you know, the weekend of. I mean, no matter what, it would have been weekend before, weekend after anyway, but just because of the way the the show's like schedule works but uh i saw a tweet uh a, yeah i'm not gonna call an x or a post or whatever it's, it's, it's a tweet it's twitter um where uh the devs uh said that the soundtrack for bomb rush cyberpunk is gonna be uh copyright free they're allowing so that it's gonna be perfectly fine for people to stream the game with music on, you know, because you, you know when you think about like a game like, especially like you know that has like a hardcore fan base like this, there is gonna be like, that uptick uh, as well, you know, from like from like old players and old streamers and content creators, and probably a couple of new ones too, right? But like they're gonna stream the game and be like, oh, is there is there musical okay that's for me to stream? You know what I mean? I don't want to get I don't want to get copyrighted or whatever, um, or like or, or content blocked right for their streams or their uh or for their VODs or whatever. So kind of a cool thing that we're, you know, because it is modernized and they're kind of navigating this space a little bit differently now, especially in the world of like video game, video game music and uh, content creation and uh, copyright law and DRM, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, no, go ahead, just stream the game. Like we, we just, we're going to allow everybody to just play the, there's no, you're not going to get a copyright track from the music development company or the music company whatsoever. I guess that's the difference between like, um, Big companies and uh, indie developers, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, especially back then, because again, like this, uh, who I forgot who was this one was. Who was this developed by again? Uh, Sega published it, and um, Smilebite, I, I think, created it. Okay, so yeah, like if, if it's gonna be attached to like another, like a big company's name, they probably have to work. Like they probably have like specific like things in place where like they have to be careful about what they what they do and what they can't do. But with uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, I believe. They took a lot of the team that did Jet Set Radio and 
I believe it's the same musicians and stuff too. So. Yeah, from what from what I saw, because I remember like looking into a, a little bit of it and like hearing some of the music. I'm like, yep, this sounds this sounds very very similar. Again, um, Lethal League, uh, like I think they went they, like they went out of their way to hire some of those people because again, the aesthetic is very very similar. Like kind of that like cartoony street rogue aesthetic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they they do that as well in Lethal League and Lethal League Blaze. Uh, where the character, the cast is super colorful, but like has a little bit of edge to them, but they're not like dangerous looking. You know right. what I mean? It's like they have like it's like they, it's, it's, it's just unique uh, characters. Yeah, basically, it's just it's just really cool character design. Um, and the, and the, I think they went that same way with the music. So it's like you know, again, kind of matches up. And again, it's, again, kind of like a testament to like how impactful this game really, really was in the long run, right? Like where like you know, you may not think of it, but you're like, oh, I feel like I've seen this before. And you realize if you follow the DNA back far enough, you end up. Here, you end up with Jet uh, Jet Set or Jet Grind, whatever, whichever one, basically, right? Um, actually, speak that just reminded me of something. You said that Beat was the main character in the pre in the original one. Yeah, you played as Beat. Was I mean, you know, same thing. You could pick different characters, but he was kind of like the main character. This okay, one, so he's you know, you kind of pick him up randomly out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yo Yo was the main character, kind of right. Um, and I bounced around as well too. Like I, I played Yo-Yo for the first like third of the game, just because I was like, eh, well, he's the main. If he's the quote unquote main character, I'm just gonna play with him. So I think in Grind you get him like midway through. So I, I didn't really have an attachment to him. So I feel like when I unlocked B, because you unlock him pretty early in the game, I, I switched to him immediately. Um, I liked Combo a lot. The guy with the boombox. Really? Yeah. Because he was the first heavy, I guess, that I picked up. And I was right. like, I was like too slow. Can't do this. <laughs> um, but yeah. I like him because, like, you know, he has the bigger health pool. So, like, you know, you will fall a lot in this game. Yeah, and you take fall true. damage. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh, to have the extra health pool is always convenient. I think I kind of figured out how to mitigate fall damage really early on. I realized if you just, as long as you're doing a trick, you can keep doing tricks until you land and that, that will negate fall damage. Right. So I, I, that, that is one thing that, like, I will have to uh, admit that, like, my current modern gaming sensibility is like, I like to break games a little bit, you know what yeah. I mean? I like to see, like, what's the limit of how far I can push, like, a certain mechanic and I realize as long as you're doing tricks, I'm assuming people knew this back then too, but, like, it's like, even before I went back to do the tutorial, you know, because yeah. I said before, like, I didn't realize how to do the tricks and all this stuff and how to like, actually do them, uh, like, on command. I, I was like, oh, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's a timing thing. Okay, God, I figured that, I figured that part out. And then I basically went back to confirm it with Bobot. Um, yeah, like, yeah, if you jump off, like, the perfect example, like, the, the, uh, the dragon, the dragon in, uh, in Chinatown, right? Yeah. Area. Rokakudo or whatever. Rokakudai Heights. Is that what it's called? Something akin to that. One of those. Uh, the Chinatown. I jumped off the dragon, and like I just made sure that I was doing tricks all the way down. And I realized even with like the smaller characters like Gum, you know, like, uh, like uh, Yo-Yo, Beat, uh, Corn. Like you can, as long as you're doing a trick, all the way down, you don't do fall. You don't take fall damage. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. So I, I kind of figured that apart. And then of course, if you just land on a rail, that also negates like fall damage. Anything grindable. Um. So I guess other things about this. Did you know that? Um. I think there was an indie developer that they presented uh, a sequel to this game for the Wii, and they had like a good like amount of build for it. But then um, I believe Sega declined it. Did they? Yeah. Huh. And then I never, uh, I never, I never heard of this part. And then I think recently a video came out where, like, you know. A lot of people saw this video, and we weren't sure if it was true that uh, this was at like a Sega conference or something like that, or. Again, this is all leaked stuff, but they showed like a Persona 3 remake, 
a new Jet Set Radio and something else. And we, you know, as of now, we got the Persona 3 remake, so people are like, oh, is there going to be a new Jet Set Radio? How long ago was this? Uh, it was making the rounds on Twitter at the time. Uh, this was a few months ago already. Uh, yeah, I don't... 20, yeah, this year, 2023. <clears throat> so I, I never saw the actual rumors. I, I, know, I know, obviously, the Persona bit. that I, I know that was announced already, but yeah, I, I never actually saw the previous rumors before that. Um, that's cool. Like, uh, especially now that I'm more invested in it, you know, because <laughs> I had a reason, reason hands on. I guess it the is game. weird with like Sega particular, like Sonic is kind of the only game that they consistently make games for, yeah, you know, and, like they, they've had a lot of, yeah, um, yeah, you know, like in-house games like Toe Jam and Earl and Knights and this kind of come back, but not really. Right. And it's just like, you know, they've kind of been lost to time. Whereas like, you know, Nintendo, they're going to make a Mario for you. They're going to make Zelda. They're going to make, you know, uh, like they support Pikmin yeah. a lot. Or if not every year, there's always going to be like a big game for every console that comes out for them. And right. Maybe, like, maybe two. Yeah. Like, you know, even Star Fox gets a game every, uh, you know. A couple years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, they had one in like 2018 or something. Yeah. They had like one yeah. for N64. They had two for GameCube. Yeah. They had one for, uh, you one know, for Wii U. Wii, I think one or two. Yeah, one for the Wii U, and then like two for. Two. They had a lot for they had the two for the, the DS. DSs, yeah, because yeah. one was a re-release, and then another one was like a was technically like a slightly different game. I remember people didn't really like that one. But like the only thing Sega consistently supports is Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, again, it'd be cool now that now that I've actually like played this game proper, right, a little bit now, and like actually have like a skin in the game. Like now, yeah, now now I care a little bit more because like again, back then I was like, exactly, I remember Jet, Jet Grind just being like a cool game, and I didn't really know a whole lot about it. But I was, I, was, I remember it was fun for the little bit that I played it. Now that I've like actually got to experience it and kind of really got to sink my teeth into the game mechanics and how the game plays and that really kind of floaty feel, that's just, that's just, that's another point that the game's really floaty. You know, that's what, I think that's what kind of sets it a little bit different from like the Tony Hawk in terms of like feel wise. Um, yeah, Tony Hawk is more like realism based, eh, kinda ish. Like yeah, uh, at least if, if not realism based, it feel it just feels faster. You don't you don't hang out in the air as much. You know what I mean? You jump right. Up. It's not like SSX tricky where it's like oh you're yeah you're, and you're flying in the air forever. Y- yeah, um, like skate is obviously closer to like a like a more of like, like a, a sim a, like a sim than anything else. But like if if we go in like in terms of like feel wise, yeah, it's like skate Tony Hawk's and then this game which you float and then SSX tricky where you're just in the air forever basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like, yeah, again, like just this like arcadey type of feel of, for this game, I think was like perfect for the time, and I think even now, again, it holds it very, very well. And like I think, from my understanding, that same feeling has kind of transferred to Bomber Cyberpunk. I haven't got a chance to play it yet. I'm probably gonna be playing it this weekend, basically, um, because now again, now that I've gotten to play Jet Set, I'm I'm gonna go play the newer version of it, the spiritual successor to this game. Are you gonna go get it for? I think it's out for PC and Switch now. It's already out on PC. I already, and then I already what, have it. Next uh, month, I believe, is uh, Xbox. Xbox, and I believe, in PlayStation. PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, I think it's next month. So that's kind of wild that they focused on the Switch for that one. Uh, but that's cool. Like, that's really I mean, cool. what they call the Switch, the indie console, don't they? Yeah, that is true. Like in terms of like in terms of like support for indie games, that is a major major point for it. So that's that's really cool. I wonder if they have anything different with in terms of like the mechanics for the Joy Cons and stuff like that, the controllers. It'd be kind of cool if they did something for it. But I'll, I'll I'm not I'm probably not gonna get it for the Switch anyway. I've already committed to getting it on PC. I already have it in my my uh, cart. PC. Easy. Yeah. yeah, one of those gremlins. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got you got any more questions for me? Because I have a couple more notes here. But I, I yeah, like, spit it out. Okay. Oh, the map. I think I think I mentioned it before, but the map's not great. Oh, uh, you mean the pause menu map? Yeah. Uh, like specifically, like I remember trying to get to the 
uh, what is it, the underground, like the sewer facility, and then navigating the sewer facility. I think, like we said rough. before, it's like the verticality stuff. Like yeah, the map we talked we talked lower. a little bit offline, um, but like, yeah, there's like there's a verticality to the map. The icons are too big, and then they left the wording on the map, so it's just like. If I rotate the map, I just still I still just see words and how big the little arrow, the big arrow is, which is your character and obviously what direction they're looking. And it's like, I can't see where the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, it's not helping me. And it's like I kind of wish like there was like a, like um like like I was hoping for like, like a zoom in map or a zoom in map. Like or I was like, if the modern sensibility goes, I can choose a location and I can have a nav arrow. Because, like, you know, certain parts, like, if you're trying to leave an area too early before you actually finish what you're supposed to do in there, there'd be, like, an, a nav arrow there, but then it would go away. I'm like, what's this for? If you're going to, like, if you show me this for, like, three, four seconds and then fade away. Because it's not actually helping me at that point. It's just, yeah, it's like. It's just confusing you. Yeah, because I'm like, where where am I supposed to go to then? Because you're, like, you're telling me, no, go back the opposite way. It's like, but you've already told me that with the wrong way sign. You know what I mean, or or the engage, the game talks to you. Like, the guy, you know, the, the DJ is like, hey, you're not done yet. And just, like. Okay, where am I supposed to go? I'll say Sega's had a problem with nav arrows because the crazy taxi that nav arrow could definitely screw you up. Yeah, a lot. yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, the again, just the three D map space, three yeah, D spaced map with the indicators were too big, just hard to figure out where I was going. And again, there was just there's no modern like here's a checkpoint arrow, you know what I mean, kind of thing. There's, there's none of that here. Um, I shifted on the playable characters a bit. Uh, I spent again like the first third of the game playing as Yo-Yo, and then shifted over to uh, the main, the original part of the gang, like uh, Gum, Corn, right? Uh, I got beat, uh, Garam, Garam. Uh, I did try. Uh, who's the big guy again? Combo. Combo. Um, Cube, uh, Cube was like the goth, the goth girl. girl, which I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Rith, I think her name was. Our, rhythm? Uh, it's weird. You just said Rith, not Rhythm. It's like, uh, okay. You, you think that was a translation there? Maybe. Because there was, there, was there was a little bit of like weird like wording. And sometimes when I saw yeah. some, certain things, like I'll, I'll mention that in the next note. Uh, but I ended up going back to playing like mostly uh, Gum and, and Rith at the end of the, towards the end of the game. Because Gum had really good uh, cornering. And I think that also helped me not get motion sick for the most part. Because, because she was able to turn on a dime. It felt like the camera wouldn't whip as often, basically. And Rith was, I think it's because she had an extra five cans of paint. Yeah, the the extra paint uh, was also a big. It just made it made it like game. easier for me. It's like, okay, you have less health with both of these characters, but it's like, okay, but it's fine. Because sometimes like, it sucked. The, like, oh, the utility is fo- better. You finally found like the last tag you had to get, and then because you like were boosting so much, which also uses your paint cans. Yeah, you get up there and you're like. Shit! This need, I needed like eight paint cans, and I only have five <laughs> yeah, paint this, cans. This, this. Oh, now I gotta go all the way back down to go get and, paint cans. Yeah, now it's now to get like uh like whatever that like apartment block area looking area was. Right. It's like okay, I have to save all my cans because I'm not doing this like obstacle course just to get my because you know oh, I can boost, but then I have to jump every time on every like long rail yeah. so I can get five more cans. I'm like I'm not doing this. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go up the slow way, save all my cans, just do the two jumps that I need to get up there. And then, like, fine. Like, I'm like, I'm not. I, I as much as I want to like get this part over with. I'm not going to use the the ten cans to boost up here, or twenty cans to boost up here and and do that. Uh, actually, yeah, perfect example is like the 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 end the last quote unquote fight right against the um, uh, the weird mecha machine thing that the guy was riding in right. Yeah. Uh, uh, it it took like 
uh, I would boost like once and be like, okay, I have 20 cans now. That should be okay to get me through like the first like tag him once over kind of thing. And then I remember like uh, doing it in like three because again, like the second time I boosted twice. I was like, oh, cool. I can get out of here. I can get out of here. I'll finish him off with this one. I was like, a sliver of health short. And I was like, I need one can. Like, <laughs> fuck. I have to jump all the way back down, do all this traversing again for one more can of, uh, for one more can of paint so I can finish this damn boss off. And just be like, man, if I, if I played, um, if I played gum for that fight, it would have been a lot easier because right. I would have had the extra, the extra five cans on me. But back to the characters, I think you can find like 10 pretty easily, but then like, uh, I think in total there's, there's a lot. There's like 20, 30 characters yeah. because you could unlock all the different gang members. Yeah. You could unlock the final boss. You could unlock the robot. You the zero un- beat. Yeah, the zero beat. You could unlock the dog. Pretty big cast. I, I, I didn't. I heard the dog was unlockable. I did have no. I know how to do it. I'm assuming you have to collect like all the graffiti souls in certain areas, and then it unlocks like a secret um, like mission you have to do. Ah, uh, like, okay, okay. And some of the missions are, like, ridiculous. Like, oh, you have to grind every rail or something in that area without falling. Jesus. Or, like, oh. Yeah, some of them are already kind of rough. Like, right. I, like, you have to like, jump on the bus terminal, like, um, awnings yeah. in a certain order. And you have to figure that order out yourself or something like that. Jeez. Like, there was, like, a lot of stupid, like. Yeah. And I remember, I remember this was, like, in the beginnings of the internet. Right. So, like, you could go on to, like, I'm trying to, like, game tips or, like... Game fact. Game, or FAQs. Like, FAQs, yeah. yeah. That, like, like, any one of these, like, websites that are... Just, they're basically just old-school forums, right? There's, like, game facts, But then game you have tips. to figure out if that was, like, you know, if the guy's actual, um, you know, like, guide. Like, the- oh, is this right? Was this theory right in the first place? Right, or, or like, oh, is this, um, <laughs> like, is this spelled out right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so like there was the, the, this definitely was also like on the get on the cusp of like all of us sharing knowledge online of like how to do certain things, or We're, if someone was just trolling, you or just know? trolling, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's like the uh, the it's like do you remember like uh, Mortal Kombat where like somebody said they fought Reptile for the first time, right? And like no one believed him because they were like, oh no, you have to do like you have to like get an uppercut kill and like with the moon in the background. And it's like oh, what the fuck? Oh, how, what do you, how? Well, or like, like Pokemon and oh Muse under Mew? that secret car yeah, by like, the SSN like, or where, like where like how do you guys you know like and then like technically one of them could be true but it's like how do you figure this out what were you doing you know how do also how do you remember what you were doing because we're children we're usually just kind of blasting through things especially well do you remember seeing missing no for the first time in uh, pokemon yes i do remember seeing. i remember my friend told me about that i was blown away absolutely blown away yeah i was like how did how does somebody figure this out anyway yeah like why 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 would you be on this part of uh, cinnabar cinnabar yeah because you had to do like that thing where you had to Talk to the old man in Viridian, and yeah. then you had to go to Cinnabar and just surf the coast. Yeah, it's like who it's figured? Like, why would somebody why were you be doing, doing this, this in this order? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but we digress. But yeah, sorry, yeah, so we get distracted here. Uh, you guys are listening to the show. You know we tangent. Um, but yeah, like uh, so, like I want, I want to. I grabbed a couple. The most of the main characters relatively easily. Uh, the ones who just kind of show up randomly. They kind of like, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll pick you up right off the bat. And then I see the ones where you have, you know you grab those groovy and then they and then and then they show up you yeah. know what I mean like, okay so that's cool because um, I had like I had like fifty five ish maybe close to 60. I think there's like a hundred graffiti yeah I had like fifty five or sixty so I, I think it's also why I played the game I have fifteen hours ish on the game right now which the game I remember what to, to uh, how long to beat. You saw you could change your graffitis, though right like there's already pre rendered ones yeah you oh, you, okay. you mentioned it earlier yeah I I didn't even realize that was a thing. Um, but was it because the... there's a lot of cool like you know designs? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was. 
the, the, again, very, very much so inspired by like street art, street talk culture in right. this game. Clearly, so I uh, like that. There's the gra- there's a uh, oh, graffiti is vandalism warning in the beginning. Yes, oh, don't, don't go like, graffiti. This is, this is very, <laughs> very of the time. It's like okay, please don't do this. And it's like now it is. It's still technically legal, but like you know, it's obviously like I don't know if games would have, even have this at this point. You know what I mean? It's felt like there was much more of like a much more of an issue back then. Um. Which is funny because if this game was made for like a Japanese audience, I'm pretty sure they're not going around tagging. I mean, who knows, right? I'm pretty sure they weren't. They might, they might have been. Again, it's like a small counterculture, subculture type of thing. So it, it could have been for for all I know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, taggers tag can get really old real quick. Like you know, especially like on the roller coaster one where there's three of them, and I'm like, God, please, just like, and if you knock them off, you can't tag them. They have to, you have to wait for them to respawn right. to chase them back up again. I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I do kind of wish there, that was like an insta kill. Like, if you yeah. knock them off, like, a height, and then they just and, fall into and, the and abyss. And same, same if they knock you off. It's like, okay, cool, then restart the, restart the race again. Right. Uh, finally, you can also cheese most races that are, like, 1v1 uh, yeah. by just spraying as soon as it starts because you're so close to the opponent anyway. Like, you just wait a second, like, half a second for them to get ahead of you, then go, and then just start spraying. And it's like, cool, just cheese most of these real quickly. I feel uh, like a lot of times also, like, sometimes... If you bumped into them on like a turn or a corner or something, they would like get stuck in the corner, and then you're just you yes. Know, also, it. Hap- also happened pretty often. Yeah, right. in the sewer, I think that also happened to me too, where like one guy's caught, got caught on a corner, even uh, even though I'd spent the first like ten minutes trying to like chase him on that stupid pipes, like yeah. those like, those weird windy like you know Microsoft window <laughs> window wallpaper like pipes. I was like, God, this is so annoying. And then he chased me or I chased him to a different area. I was like, Oh wait, okay, cool. So he finally got past this instead of just looping. And he ended up like stuck on a corner going up the stairs. I'm like, oh, sweet. Let's go. Just make this free. Um, I do appreciate the, that they tried to do different things, but it's yeah. like, oh, the main thing was like, oh, you want to just, you know, skate around the area, tag. Yeah, and like, explore. The walls and stuff. The, tagging the people. Yeah, it got annoying a little bit. Um, Yeah, again, I said before that the roller, uh, the roller, speaking of which, the roller coaster fight, uh, also, that one really fucked me up. Yeah. Like a lot of turning in that one, a lot of like zooming, and I was like, I'm getting a fucking headache from this one. And the last level too, because the psychedelic cultures, or cultures, the psychedelic uh, colors, with like the static, just like the rails, and then just the spinning. And I was like, I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> um, just like real roller coasters. Yeah, exactly. Uh. uh Oh, <laughs> yeah, one random, this is my last, this is my last, like, funny bit here, that I found funny anyway. Uh, when you fought the Golden Rhinos near the end of the game, those fuckers died. Yeah. Like, one guy shot with a fucking missile, <laughs> and the other one had a billboard fall on them. Like, they're fucking dead. Yeah, but they're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, but they fucking died. <laughs> like, everyone else is like, you're just kind of like, tagging and, like, kind of you know, knocking over, like, roller like roller derbying yeah. them onto the ground. Like, okay, move along. These people got murdered. <laughs> I mean, Amari, you, you throw Bowser in lava. You're yeah, telling me he's not dying. <laughs> yeah, but these are these are people. Oh well. <laughs> I was like, Koopas are people yeah. too. <laughs> it just felt so ext- it just felt so funny how like how we're ramped up for the for these guys specifically because you know everyone else is kind of like, yeah, you're, you're knocking them over and tagging them and everything's kind of like a kind of like a small town like mm. small like small timey like gang. War without you know like, it's like I mean it's gangs tag, people die tag, like, yeah but we're, everyone else before this was just tagging paint and well, then well the cops are shooting you <laughs> so, uh, yeah and you're not dying oh uh, well 
and then and then at the, and then towards the end of the near it, the it end, could be was, like in Looney Tunes, you know, when the, the anvil falls on him, he doesn't die. And then near the end, the last uh, end bit of the game as well, where like the, all the special units come out with the. Uh, where there's just two dudes, in, like especially if you go towards like uh, what's the name of the 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 train station or the the main metropolitan area, uh, uh, Shinigami sh- Way or whatever it's called. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, the one with the awnings, the one with the bus terminals, right? There's just two dudes in bear suits just shooting randomly into the crowd. <laughs> again, like what <laughs> happened? It escalated really hard towards the end of the game. And I, I, again, I understand that the point of like. But the thing is, again, like the uh, the police system and all this stuff is like super corrupt, and there's another guy oh, actually like, pulling the strings under behind everything, and it's like, yeah, it's like just the way they escalated was so intense. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because again, I was I was following the story for the most part. It was very Japanese, and then that's where it's like, oh god, okay, this is officially where like the weird the Japanese weirdness kind of really really hops in here, <laughs> and like. It was like, okay, I was following this, and now I'm no longer following this now. Well, and then, you know why you're getting one? It's the power of friendship. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you broke yourself out of the weird, trippy drug yeah. dimension to, to beat the weird, interdimensional clock tower guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically all I got the notes that I got. Again, I had a, I had a pretty good time with it. Um like again, really cool, colorful cast of characters. You know, uh, oh, what, oh, here's one. I, I, I supposed to mention this before because we talked about like translation thing. Uh, which is chosen, and it's like, why would you, like you know what I mean? Like when you want, um, it's basically like yes or no, like in the in the in game thing. But instead of saying like instead of just doing yes or no and then just putting the options, it just said like which is, which is chosen. I'm like, yeah. that's a weird translation <laughs> choice. You know what I mean? It's like you could have just like reworded it or used a different statement, but like, that just felt you know. And the, and then um, for some reason like uh when you start the game and it said like uh pick a game already yeah and it was like that's a little aggressive but you know again it's it's kind of like again this game has it's meant to have like a little bit of like attitude to it and I was like again like, I wanted that translated specifically to for them to use it that kind of energy for the game's wording and you know stuff like that so uh, could have yeah. just been the two thousands could have been yeah again that was still like the attitude era right or like. Extreme like extreme sports were still kind of really really popping off at the time, right? The X Games were really starting to get big around that time, so it's like okay, yes, like it's a bit of like attitude and like kind of like a cultural thing. So yeah, uh, look at all the you know extreme sports games we talked about that came out specifically in this time period. Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk's SSX, yeah. uh, aggressive inline, Jets at Radio. You know, everything was very based on extreme yeah, sports. Yeah, very very big at the time. There, everyone was trying to, everyone had their own little, little different spin on it, and some of them obviously succeeded more than others. Um, you know the the second Goofy movie was about extreme sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As our previous episode has stated. Yeah. So, um, oops. Uh, but yeah. So like you know, again, very much so like a very very cool game, very stylized game, which I really 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 enjoyed. Uh, just and to I, me, that's why it was me- you know like I I love Tony Hawk. I played that a lot, but this game's more memorable to me because of the art style. Because you know Tony Hawk also had great music, but this music was you know unique yeah very much so and we got to experience like again kind of like a different different version of like because especially back then like we were getting japanese stuff but like nothing like this it was kind of i mean i'm sure there was but like something like this where it had very like a lot of musicians were very japanese this is like their japanese version of hip-hop yeah too you know what i mean so you experience something very very different like it, even though it felt similar, you know what I mean. There right. was like it was like something's different about this, something's off about this that I'm not putting my finger on, but I'm enjoying it. 
Um, so you know, very, very, very cool. Like, 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 no joke. They like actually like a very cool game. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's feels more timeless than like. I mean, don't be wrong. Tony Hawk's still feel very timeless, right? And um, but that's why I feel like. SSX, like you remember the characters. Tony Hawk, it's like, oh, you picked what? Tony Hawk or Bob Burnquist, but it was all major, just a bunch yeah, of like major skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, all are, looked like the same guys. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Kareem Campbell and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like okay, but yeah, but those are also real people. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like I already have a vision of who these people are. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like I play a game like this. SSX tricky. In, in general, like any game that has a very more cartoon, car, like a cartoonified version of like a character, like fight, like the like uh, the Fight Night games, right? Like okay, I remember Fight Night, but then what? Was like what was the game that everyone remembers if you play like boxing games like Ready to Rumble? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you or remember Punch the, Out. Or You're... like yeah, exactly. They're characters in those games versus like oh these are people that actually like know of them. You know what I mean? So this is a little different. They don't stick out as much unless you're actually like a boxing fan, right? Um, but yeah, if there's like a car, like a cartoon character that's like sticks out very, very you know extremes. Like okay, I I'll remember that more than I remember like the real character type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, all, that's basically all my notes. Again, I had, I had a good time with the game. Um, if you got any more questions, I'm I'm done to answer them. Nah, not. it's basically. Uh, it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, and it also gave me a good chance to uh, bust out my Xbox. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually opened, uh, you know, popped it out of my little storage cabinet here and like hooked everything up. And I was like, oh, this is nice to have again. Also, forgot how loud the Xbox is. Yeah, that the fan and the the, the computer in the there. Laser, yeah, the, the little like, laser ah. reader. I can, I'm like, ooh, is this? Yeah, is this gonna blow up? I was like, I'm pretty sure this was fine last time, and I was like, ah, when's the last time I actually popped this, you know, open this thing up, and kind of thing. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. And then after a while, I was like, nope, I'm pretty sure this was just as loud last time I had it opened up and cleaned. The Xbox has some good titles that you know haven't yeah. gotten a sequel or a port or anything. So yeah, um, I mean, again, a lot of a lot of those games are getting like like spiritual successors at this point on. I think now, right, just because a lot of the weirdness of like we mentioned before, like of like copyright and like certain certain companies not supporting their games fully after like you know the the one two releases that they actually get right. Uh, but you know, maybe hopefully in the in the future there's just more and more passion projects. Again, again, again we're seeing like Bomb Rush, right? That's like literally a, a true spiritual successor to Jet Set, right? Yeah, uh, and like Mighty Number no. Nine was a successor to Mega. Uh, unfortunately. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what was the ukulele? Was oh, it's a to banjo. Yeah, that was yeah. Hopefully we get good, <laughs> good uh, spiritual, spiritual successors to. I actually have a couple of recommendations for you. For uh, you're not a PC guy, but you might. Or, have, or maybe we just get sequels to these games. You maybe know? that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, I do have recommendations for you actually later down the line. We'll talk about it uh, for for Mega Man that I really really like. Um, but yeah, so I think that's really it for our episode. Then right? we, we kind of covered everything that I everything that I thought of, anyways. And you, you wanted to ask me for this game, right? That's basically it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I do recommend to everybody, you know, go listen to the soundtrack. Soundtrack yeah. is very, very good. Yeah, I, I think that like gameplay wise, it may be a little bit dated, but like if you take take a minute to like really push yourself in the headspace, it feels very good still, right? It, it's more than it, not dated. It feels arcadey. It's not. It's not a simulation game. That's what. That's that's, right. that's what I meant to. Say. The camera feels dated. That that will. It gave me a headache, and again, I don't have motion sickness issues, but that that one really threw me off a little bit. But the rest of the game. Very, very good. Very fun. Uh, like, kind of, again, just enjoy the free skate play style of the game, basically. And, you know, again, a really cool aesthetic that I think has held up very, very well over time. Uh, but again, this game is, what, 20? Yeah, it's over 20 now. Years old, 23 years old now at this point. 
2001, 22. Yeah, 22, 23 years old at this point. Yeah, so it's it a good game. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Buffa, for letting me borrow your physical uh, copy of the game. So I can no play it in original hardware and, you know, kind of bust out and enjoy playing on the Xbox controller again for the first time in a while. Oh, did you do, did you play on the Duke or did you No, I played on the original. The, the, yeah, you can see back there. I have the blue, have the blue, the blue controller over there. Uh, that was the S, right? Or the yeah, the, the Xbox. Yeah, the, the, that's what I'm saying. The, the Xbox is a terrible naming convention because that, that's an Xbox. That's technically an Xbox S controller. Yeah, and I was like, don't don't do that to me. <laughs> um, you you had to for the real feel. You had to play it on the hamburger. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll find. I'll pop the game in again. I'll find the I'll find the hamburger. Um, hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> the, the Duke. Uh, listeners, thank you guys for sticking with us here. And I, I know this episode was a little bit longer than I think expected. It's about it's about pretty like average length for our episodes, um, but um, yeah, I had a decent amount to talk about here for this game. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you leave us a like, comment, rating on any and whatever audio platform you guys are listening to us on. Um, again, we're on all the major streaming platforms. Uh, share us with a friend. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Peace. Jet Set Radio. Did you know the meme uh, Shiba Inu died? I saw, I saw Cheeb, yeah, Cheebs or Cheems, Cheems. Sorry, Cheems. Yeah, I was sad. My 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 other chat, they saw sent the message. And I'm like, no, Cheems, <laughs> <laughs> the good boy, no.